Do you ever look in the mirror and ask yourself why you're not further along than you thought you'd be? Are you fed up with feeling stuck while everyone else seems to be moving forward and finding happiness? Maybe you're frustrated after staring at a vision board for months or even years with little result. If you're ready to dive in, take control, and manifest your dream life, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Liberty Forrest, and every day I'll be showing you just how to apply the Law of Attraction principles to your life and day-to-day challenges. I can promise you, the Law of Attraction does work. And now, here's today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to Take Control and Manifest Your Dream Life. I'm Liberty Forrest, your host, and I'm glad you're back for another episode today. And yay, it's Wednesday, so that means happy day with a guest. Yay, and today I have my good friend, Ariana Rose Brackenbury. Hi, Ariana, how are you today? I am absolutely awesome, and I'm so delighted to be having this time to share some interesting things. (laughs) Me too. It's always fun to chat with you. My goodness, we have had some marathon conversations, that's for sure. Well, as you know, um, I mean, I will properly introduce you in just a moment, but I have to start off with a daily dose of dopey because no day is complete without a really dumb joke. (laughs) And I know you like a bit of mischief too, don't you, Ariana? You got a great sense of humor. um, I I have... um... A little bit of the mischievous imp inside of me as well. That's why I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we, yeah, it's, it's, it's very mutual. Okay. So when I have a guest, I really like to do knock-knock jokes because they kind of suck when I have to do them on my own. So you ready for a couple of those? I am. Okay, here we go. Knock-knock. <laughs> Who's there? Howl. How what? How will you know unless you open the door? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, then. Knock, knock. Who's there? Scott. Scott who? Scott, nothing to do with you. (laughs) Okay, Liberty. Oh, these are so dumb. Okay. One more. Knock, knock. Who's there? Cash. Cash who? No, thanks. I prefer <laughs> peanuts. <laughs> I can see that one coming. I thought it was going to be Gesundheit, but it's not. <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. Oh, I'm sorry. There's one more. I have to do this one. This is really good. <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> I don't even want to know. I just want to hear you laugh. Um, who's there? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that a lot when I do my daily dose of Toby. People say they just like to hear me giggle. Okay. Indonesia. Indonesia who? I see you and I get weak Indonesia. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's too good. Because <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> It is so bad. It's I know. <laughs> I know. So funny, though. Uh-oh, got a cough. Hang on, i got to mute myself. There we go. Uh, <laughs> all right, moving right along to something a little more serious, or at least interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's a conversation with you. Oh, my gosh, you are such an inspiration when it comes to the power of 
thinking and, and changing your thoughts and changing your life and mindset and all of that, you have endured some incredible things in your life. And uh, I'll have a more full description of you and your brilliance uh, actually in the description below. But um, in the meantime, let me just say this. Throughout her life, Ariana has been totally open to new experiences, understated, and has rolled with the punches by reinventing herself. From librarian to computer programmer to marketing rep to healer to singer and now powerful inspirational speaker and coach, Ariana is no stranger to transformation and change. That is no lie. I don't know how you do all the things you do. You just, you're just like this... For a long time, I just had you in my head as this great role model for being able to to just land on your feet. You know, people always say that about me too, so I understand what that what that's like to be on that side of it. But looking at you from the outside and watching you just float, that's how it looked, through some incredible challenge and you just you just sort of kept smiling and going, "Yeah, well, I'll figure it out." Yep you know, just staying positive. Yeah, I trust it's going to happen. I just keep believing it's going to happen. You have been so inspirational in terms of being like this great role model for the law of attraction. And out of all the people I know, you're certainly one of the most inspirational in that regard. Because you you really have attracted some incredible situations into your life when you needed them. You're just like, yeah, it'll show up. I know it'll show up. Yep, I'll find somewhere to live. Yep, I'll find another place to live. Yep, it's all going to be great. And it always was. It always is. You are an amazing manifester, I have to say. Well, Liberty, thank you. It's been an interesting journey. It's um, And of course, <clears throat> I got dumped upside again this year, upside down, and somebody's shaking the change out of my pockets as <laughs> COVID has totally um, uh, required me to... The new term is actually called pivoting. Yeah. You know, COVID has created this new term about how do we, how do we shift? And that is really the core for everyone. When, when we have those old crap moments, it's like, oh, shit, you know, because I was all scheduled this year to do um, a Mary Magdalene pilgrimage in May in France. And of course, all those of us who do those inspirational journeys were um, pulled to an abrupt stop, like yeah. driving down the highway in the middle of the room and there's a road and there's a car in front of you and the brakes go on mm -hmm. so it has been an interesting opportunity and I think um, when you talk about reinventing um, it I think people can look at other people and think it all it's cool and it's smooth but it's it actually doesn't mean that it is true it's, that, know, it's it, that idea of the duck above the surface of the <laughs> water with the feet paddling like mad underneath <laughs> yeah we know so, that one you know really well. so it's very, very true. And it, this can be, you know, in the minute, in looking back, it can seem like everything is uh, easy peasy, but it's not. When we get dumped on our head and, you know, I call it um, eating sand after the tsunami. <laughs> We're on our knees. And uh, seriously, it, it is some one of those things that happens to all of us. Like it, we aren't on the planet to actually... Um, live in la la land all the time part of the reason we're here is to learn and to grow our soul and to grow our ability to uh, adapt and come out you know it's kind of like i'm not down for the count seven eight here she comes and so 
I've always been that resilience. I think that's one of the core things that allows people to adapt is having a sense of, I think number one is resilience. And number two is just a sense of adventure. Like we're on this amazing journey on the planet. What's next? Mm -hmm. And uh, it can suck big time. Yep. Um, when I was 60, I got major dumped and I, I had lost my husband earlier and then I lost my savings. There's lots of conversations we could have. We only have half an hour, but mm-hmm. let's just say it culminated in a point of me sitting in my car, having sold the home that my husband and I had renovated and built together without a plan because I was so needing just to get through that moment. And how many of your readers have had that opportunity to say, I just, you know, you don't even have it in your thought of getting through the moment. When things really go down south, it's really what we have to hopefully have enough people around us to hold the space for us. So I can feel that because that was a really tough day. Yeah. I got in my car with a dog. (laughs) I hadn't, like I had lost everything. I'd sold the house and I was... I I had to get through that point of transferring that over. And uh, it occurred to me that I had to really process what, what the hell was I going to do next and what was coming. And I think um, sometimes it's so overwhelming, the things that happen to us, that we're not able to. And we, we have to have that sense of forgiveness for ourselves, of just saying we're doing the best we can all the time. We're really doing the best we can in every circumstance. And then it's just um, looking at what's next. And I know that's happened for you a lot in your life as well. It's that whole, the slam dunks. And then it's like taking a breath. We wake up the next day. And it's one foot in front of the other and you just carry on until the next slam. (laughs) Well, and and I think it's not that I go around looking for the slams. It's that um, my personality is that I'm creative. And I think I'm just like, okay, God's moving me in a different way. There's a plan upstairs that I can't see. It's one of my metaphors that I love to use is in the moment of things happening, if you've ever seen the back of a tapestry, I don't know if you've ever done cross stitch mm-hmm. or anything like that, mm-hmm. but the back it's of messy the back tapestry, there. <laughs> all these threads and all these knots and, and messiness, right? Yep. That to me is such a, a metaphor for our life. It's like there's the knots that are, you know, if we look at it from another point of view, what, what do I not want to do? And yet from the upper side of that tapestry, it's beautifully laid out. It's just that we can't see that bigger picture that spirit has mm-hmm. up their sleeves. And so um, then it's like, you want me to do what? <laughs> you want me to do what? So I came out of that, um, I came out of that um, sitting in the car with my dog and I had no idea. And I'm homeless in my car with my dog, for God's sakes. And then um, I ended up going and working in a vineyard you know, and on my knees on the ground and the healing started to happen. And Mother Earth is just, um, I think one of the things that is so critical when we're in that mode of having been dumped, Um, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a, a, you know, a family death, parents leaving, we still have to go through a mode of healing within that and it isn't necessarily that we should be jumping into something right away can we just allow ourselves a moment yeah 
Can we yeah. just have enough enough to allow ourselves the moment to breathe? And so um, it never occurred to me somewhere when I was 20 that I would be working in a vineyard cutting, <laughs> clipping all these vines and, and keeping the little stems from coming up. And there's something, I don't know if all any of your readers um, or listeners uh, enjoy a glass of wine. I can tell you that. I do, I do, um, I do, I do. <laughs> there's an really immense, <laughs> amount, immense amount of, of physical labor, but it's a very Zen thing because you have rows and rows and rows of vines and it's just clip, clip. And all of a sudden the mind just calms down. Mm-hmm. It just calms down because there's this, first of all, you know, you're on your knees connecting into the earth. And, but there's this sense of peace that starts to come over with, with it's almost like being in a meditation yeah, I was going to say it's kind of meditative and it's repetitive and it's quiet and it's 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 the repetitive quality that becomes like a meditation, makes it like a meditation, just is very relaxing, kind of hypnotic, I would imagine. And and so I know that, you know, when I think about that tapestry, spirit was had been knocking. Um, I think what happens is sometimes those of us that are stubborn keep going in things. <laughs> And don't want to let go. Like there's, a, for me, there's been this tendency to not want something to end and uh, holding on for, <laughs> for dear life. And finally, spirit just says, we've been trying to get you to listen, but I, mm-hmm. it, it seems as if we're going to have to take a little bit more in and, and move you along the path that you're supposed to be on. And so as I was uh, clipping these vines one day, my, my uh, daughter-in-law said to me, have you ever thought about just going and having a grand adventure? And I'm like the logical linear left brain computer programmer librarian was like, are you kidding me? My family will kill me if I start to do something like that. But it, she planted a seed. And so how many times, um, how many times do people just show up to plant a seed? Yeah. Someone throws a little, something into the pot and we may think that it doesn't mean anything but it it starts to germinate this little seed starts to germinate into an idea and that's where my faith comes in because I don't think we can get through a lot of life challenges if we have some faith in something bigger than ourselves <laughs> so um a couple of days later I'd also been in a car accident so it was the year of a lot oh, of dear. stuff going on for me <laughs> And I was, um, I was going to a physiotherapist and she said to me, have you ever thought of walking the Camino de Santiago? And it was like, boom, I could feel energy just coming through my body. It was just like, I hadn't thought of, I had read this book by Shirley MacLaine, but I, it had never occurred to me that I, this computer programmer person would be on a spiritual pilgrimage in Spain and I just knew in that moment that I was supposed to go. I knew inherently it wasn't a logical decision. It wasn't, it was just that sometimes we have to just let go of all the logic and reason and listen to our heart. And when we can really, I think if I were to give anyone uh, something, it's just to get out of the head and back into the heart and, and start to get quiet enough so you can actually hear that voice that inner wisdom that intuition coming through yeah and in that moment I didn't hesitate and it made 
absolutely no sense for me to do that. It was like I was overweight. I was 60. I had never hiked. Uh, I didn't speak Spanish. It was just one of those totally illogical things But then I knew I was supposed to do. And it was just like, almost like it was written in the stars that this is where you're supposed to be. And it, and it was just, I took a hundred days. Um, I went to Ireland, Spain and Bali. I called it drink, pray, love. And um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it was, uh, it was more like drink, pray shop, but that's another story. But the Camino itself, going on a spiritual pilgrimage is something so nourishing and painful at the same time. <laughs> like you discover aspects of yourself. A lot of people have a romantic idea of walking the Camino and doing this pilgrimage. I had no idea. It was 760 to 800 kilometers. It's like, I don't think, uh, if you really think about that, that I probably would have said yes. But I didn't know... I didn't know much about it. I just knew that it was a thing at that point in time. And I soon found out what uh, walking 30 kilometers a day or 25 to 30 kilometers felt like. And um, having not trained or thinking that I was going to get trained in Ireland. haha! Because I got to Ireland and I had uh, had this vision. How many times have we ever had a vision? Have you ever had a vision in your life, Liberty, where it's like green hills and uh, absolutely, I'm just going to be walking in this country in these green hills and streams, mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. lush and it'll be whatever. And um, mm -hmm. I mean, it's Spain; it's beautiful. So yeah. <laughs> well, that was Ireland. That was oh, I, was thinking I thought of. you were thinking there. of. I know you were in Ireland, but I thought you were thinking about when you were going to be going to Spain. So sorry. Well, no, because I had a plan, even without this whole oh, illogical I decision. I, said I had a plan that I would go to Ireland and train. Oh, I oh the, I see. Walk. I see. Okay. So I had this big vision of Ireland okay. as being, uh, I've got this, you know, because mm -hmm. once we've got the idea that we're going to do something, what shows up is the brain starts to try and figure it out. That's right. It tries to make it happen. Yep. And But, you know, if you were in Ireland first, if you just drank enough, that maybe it would have been like an anesthetic for the next few weeks while you're walking through Spain. <laughs> it, it could have been. But what was interesting was what I found out was my vision of what that would look like was totally different than reality. And I found myself with a backpack and nothing else, just this little, this backpack and trying to get to the hills was something I hadn't considered in part of my logistical planning ah, because uh -huh. they have these very narrow roads and <laughs> I would go and find somewhere to stay in a bed and breakfast somewhere. And then I'd be heading out and um, I'm still trying to get to the hills about two hours later. And so it, it, it was one of those um, uh, times when I looked around, I couldn't blame anybody else. It's like, oh shit, this is all, I, I made this up and I'm the one that's responsible. I can't look around and saying, I, it was your idea. It was your <laughs> idea. No. Uh, so, and I, I found myself one day, like at a tourist office and thinking, just get me out of here because this is not working. <laughs> this is like, I'm, I'm actually crying because I'm oh, so frustrated with this whole thing. And she says, oh, just like, tell me what the problem is, you know, like just a, a good little tourist operator coach. And I, I just like ranted in the tourist office so much for my spiritual path. Um, <laughs> You're still allowed so to have a human said, moment now and then. <laughs> well, there was a, I would have to say there was a lot of human moments happening in uh, Ireland because it just wasn't 
going to plan. Mm. <laughs> so uh, she sent me on this. She says, I have a trail that you can do and it's not, you're not going to have to go too far. It's just through town and you go, she gave me this little directions and I mm. thought, okay, I'll give it one more. I was ready to get on a bus or a plane to get to San Diego to start my pilgrimage um, or to get to what actually it's um, uh, St. Jean Pied de Port, where do you start the Camino in, in, in France? So and you go over the mountain and walk into Spain. So she sent me off on this uh, little explore, this little, what was supposed to be a, you know, a nice um, a training walk. And I ended up coming to this, I was having to walk and climb over fences and there was little steps. So it wasn't like me just like barbed wire or anything like that. So climb over the fence and I look and there's a stream and I don't know if I'm left or right. And I'm thinking, well, if I have to cross the stream, I'm going to get my feet wet. So I chose the other side. I end up in this bog and it's like water running underground. And it's like, oh shit, like I'm going to die here. I'm going to step <laughs> something and go through the earth. And I think nobody knows where I am. And I'm like, they'll find my bones. <laughs> so it's like, I literally, I'm taking a step and, and using my poles to see if I'm going to be safe in the next moment. And I'm, I'm laughing now, but it wasn't funny. No, that'd be terrifying. And uh, I could just hear this water running underneath. And it was like, oh, crap, like, what have I done? Um, so I managed to make it out. And I could see some cars up on the hill. And I thought, if I climb up, at least I'll be on the highway if I can make it up that hill. And I got up the hill, and there was an ice cream truck. <laughs> I was like, yeah, give me ice cream, because I could really use some ice cream. So um, yeah, then I was totally not, not knowing where I was. I was in the midst of... Um, having to walk down the hill and I had shin sprints by that point. So I, I walked down this, this Connor pass and uh, laid down on the ground. It was five o'clock and I had no idea where I was going to sleep. I didn't have any oh, idea dear. of anything at that point. And I'm lying there thinking, contemplating uh, the level of intelligence that I thought I had and not finding any. <laughs> and this car drives up beside me. It's a lady from the tourist office. And she said, what the, well, I'm not quite, I won't, you know, use that, but what the bleep are you doing here? And I said, well, he didn't give me the right instructions. And so she drove me to, um, she drove me backwards and then she drove me to a, a little inn. So there you go. Spirit is, you know, in the, in the, there's always something that is there. And so from there, I just made the decision, it's time to get to the real Camino if I'm going to be going through all this stuff. So I did. I went off on this. I got on a plane soon after that, got to um, the Camino de Santiago and did my walk and made, met some incredible people and then headed off to Bali. So it was really one of the adventures in terms of shifting my life. So sometimes we go through those things, Liberty, and I, and I know you have as well, where our lives just get redirected in a totally different way. It's not like um, I sat when I was 30 and said, you know, I'm going to grow up and be a Camino uh, pilgrimage leader or take people on spiritual pilgrimages. That was the furthest thing from my mind. But I came home from that journey and I still, I was all, I still had nowhere to live. My stepson, by the way, for anybody worried about the dog, my stepson adopted the dog. So that was uh, taking a lot of um, responsibility off my shoulders. So 
That's a good thing. I got back and I had nowhere. Yeah, I had nowhere to live. And I was like, oh, I hadn't thought about this part. I just needed, you know, I did this journey and I came back. It felt like I lost about 12 years of, you know, my face was bright. I was happy. I was relaxed. And I had healed a lot of the things that had previously been not looked at. I think sometimes that's, we're so that's busy. brilliant. And, and that's, that's the kind of, that's, re- that's when you see, you really see some serious healing. I just want to stop you for a second. I want to hear the rest, but before I forget some of the, <clears throat> excuse me, some of the points I wanted to make about that part of your story, there was so much in there that was entirely about the law of attraction. All the things mm-hmm. that you, that you created there, you created this, you didn't know what you were going to do, but you manifested this amazing journey. Okay. It didn't sound like it went so well, but but, uh, you know, and you were talking about the back of the tapestry, that's what you were living there while you were walking through the bog and all of that. But look at what happened. You know, you end up at the top of that hill lying on the road, and this lady drives by. How incredible is that? How on? You know, <laughs> that is amazing you to me. You couldn't write that script yourself, right? No, you I just think. wouldn't believe it. It's one of those things where if you put it in a, in a fiction, like in, in a novel, people would go, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that's, that, that's exactly yeah. what the power of attra- the law of attraction is about. It's that power that, you know, you're lying there. You, you might not have been consciously thinking about it, but of course you needed help. You needed help from someone who, who kind of would be willing to help you and knew your predicament predicament. And, and there she was. And it's just, that was, as I was listening to that, I was thinking about the back of that tapestry and how, you know, how things are connected. You're walking through the bogs and things are happening wherever in her day so that you know it's like the universe is conspiring to put you two together in that exact moment you know if if she hadn't driven by right then if she'd been there 10 minutes earlier or 20 minutes later or whatever who knows you might have been gone she would have missed you it's amazing to me anyway well it's it's actually even amazing that it's the lady i talked to early in the morning that's what Um, i'm saying that just that that's what i mean the entanglement of all of us are we're here i think nothing is really random even though it feels random liberty and i think that my whole beingness knows that the universe is the universe will serve me it doesn't always feel like the universe is there to serve me when when i'm in the bog and i'm thinking you know people are going to find my bones yeah. There's no thought in my mind about the universe being there to serve me in that moment. And wh- whatever everybody's bog is, mm-hmm. the bog is merely a metaphor for those times when we feel lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we feel off track and we feel scared. Yeah. But then you have to remember the back of that tapestry and that everything is connected and the universe is moving things and shifting things. And like I said, that just blows me away that, you know, you talked to that lady earlier. If she'd been anybody else, or if you hadn't spoken to her, she probably would have driven right by. But she saw you, she recognized you, and that's why she stopped, which is why I just think it was so amazing. But yeah, that's, that's, that's that, like the incredible timing of that particular mm-hmm. thing is like, I think that I call it the um, earth traffic control system. That's my yeah. little acronym. Um, it's really that. The amount of planning that actually goes on for those that are watching the top of the tapestry is so beyond all of our ability to even begin to understand from the logical mind. It's true. That there is something so much bigger that's taking care of things. And 
um, you know, it's really what is interesting from that. I got back to Calgary without a place to live, posted on Facebook, I need a place to live. I'll do some house sitting. Do you know anybody that needs a house sitter? And in two days, I'm, I'm manifesting a $3 million mansion to live in for almost a year, looking after two dogs while the owners are off traveling and traipsing around their different properties around the world. And so could I have predicted that? Could I have predicted? It's not even just that. It's like the moment I posted that on Facebook, that upper tapestry is already in, in motion. It's just mm -hmm. like she's going to, you know, what gave me a thought? What gives us all a thought to do something? Where does thought even come from? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, where we those have ideas come from. Time. Yeah. Where did the ideas come from and where does the inclination come from or what was the trigger that physiotherapy that says you're supposed to be on this particular journey? You know, she didn't know that, that she was going to say something that would completely change the direction of my life in that moment. How did I pick her? Because she liked the command, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. all these pieces of the puzzle start going back together and there is this bigger hand that takes directs the traffic so to speak the earth traffic control system was mm -hmm. really literally you can't meet people at the mall sometimes at three o'clock we're going to have coffee and you're still waiting at 3 15 because you can't seem to find each other and yeah. all of a sudden in the middle of nowhere um something impossible happens and i think that's what where the magic of manifesting happens is when we have that deeper sense of trust that sense that <sighs> all is well and I, I actually you know spent about four years being homeless and when they say homeless um I'm, I'm meaning more in the realm of being in the flow I wasn't on the street with my bottle underneath the bridge no. or anything no you had places to live but they weren't your home they were your no. sort of one temporary home to the next temporary home to the next temporary home <laughs> And, and it just showed up. And when I didn't have somewhere to go, I would just post and someone would say, you know, um, I've got a spare room. Why don't you come and stay there? So I know it was amazing. Was it was just amazing watching that. And I remember there were times you said, well, you know, I'm, I've run out of places after this one, but I've got this this event I'm attending in, in America and that'll be you know, a week or whatever it was. And then from there, I've got another one I'm going to and that'll be wherever else that one was. And then after that, I'm not sure. But then by the time you got there, something else had manifested. <laughs> You've just been this massive inspiration for trusting in the universe and trusting in that flow that things do show up when you need them. You just have to rely on that. No, well, rely, that's not a good word. Uh, counting on it, trusting it, believing in it, and not letting yourself get bogged down in the fear that it won't happen. I think that's the critical thing, Liberty, is like letting go of fear and 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 having i think the more we have a spiritual path that, that we are connected into whatever people want to call that whether it's um the universe or whether it's god or whether it's allah or whatever that is mm -hmm. i think what i'm witnessing on the planet right now is that we've lost that for the most part a lot of people are turning that responsibility over to government and we can see the results of it. It's not pretty right now. And so for me, it's that's the core of what sustains me in all of this is that there is um, something bigger than myself yeah. that allows me. And it's not like I spend time on my knees praying or whatever. Like I'm not really 
you know, I, I didn't have any sense of God or spirit till my husband died in 2002. And his, his gift to me was to um, one of the most profound redirections. I got. You know, we can say pivot is, is the new word of the 2020, but redirection of how our lives get completely moved into a new way of being. I, I mean, I was a computer programmer for him's sakes. Like I'm a logical, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I'm very skilled in those areas, but it doesn't mean I have to throw that away. But spirit was moving me into, I, like I took a two year healers training. Nobody could have ever predicted that. My whole family was probably shaking their heads saying, well, my God, what's she going to do next? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, She's having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> hard for families to watch our journeys sometimes yeah Yeah. um i'm fortunate to have to have a family that um i think talks has conversations when i'm not there but nobody has ever directly said you're out of your mind and um and that's not a bad thing to say you're out of your mind because if i'm out of my mind then i'm in my heart that's good yep i like it (laughs) yeah Oh, it's always such a pleasure to talk to you. And thank you for sharing that story and your wisdom. And well, as I said, you're just a massive inspiration for looking at the law of attraction and for being able to manifest and just trusting. It really comes down to that trust and staying focused on the fact that things are going to work out. Because when you can do that, then you're sending out this beautiful message to the universe that is really open and allowing. And then all kinds of great things can happen. It's when we you know, scream and yell and wish and get impatient and frustrated or give up. Well, yeah, that's not going to help you manifest anything, but you just don't go there. You just stay focused and positive. And that doesn't mean you don't have those moments. We all have moments, but the trick is to shift your thinking right away and be like, oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no, not going to allow myself that indulgent negative thought um, it's all going to be fine. It all is fine. All is well. It's as it should be. And I trust that there's going to be an answer. And you just live there. <laughs> well, and it, you know, if anybody's thinking I'm the most perfect person living there, I, you know, we all, I think, move in and out. And depending on the depth of where we are, where we've, we've been, had the, the slam dunk, the, you know, sometimes it is, Yesterday, I got a phone call from someone who um, phoned to invite me to do something to go to some event. And we ended up talking for almost two hours. It wasn't on her plan. And then I'm going to a healing, um, sound healing at her house this evening. And she just poured into me, said, you know, if you need a place to come and just be for a few days, she's out in the country and away from this, the noise and you know, those are the random events that come through sometimes when we really need a kick in the butt or mm-hmm. not so much a kick in the butt, but a... Or a hug. An uplift, an, a hug. An uplift, a little uplifting a hug. <laughs> yep. And, and love pouring through from someone who phoned to actually invite me to come to one of her events. Like just this love pouring through. And mm-hmm. those are the pieces that when, when I do talk about that earth traffic control system, that there is something bigger than ourselves that redirects things. And I, I truly live, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm a hundred percent. I don't think anybody really is a hundred percent. I think you can look at all these successful people, but um, 
don't ever think that um, those successful people haven't gone through the fires, haven't gone through it. And I listened to somebody on the weekend, I was in a three-day class and our workshop or massive seminar of inspiration. And this one woman who had been building something, um, she's a very famous woman in the cosmetic industry. Uh, she did It Cosmetics. And I, I know we're running short on time, but I'll just share that she went through three years of no's of three years of her and her husband, like putting everything on the line. And she ends up selling her company for a billion dollars to L'Oreal. So sometimes it's, it's that preservation uh, or perseverance, I think. And the, it's really knowing deep inside that you're supposed to do something, having that deeper connection. And that is what, you know, that's what I really want to say is that it doesn't necessarily, you snap your fingers and it's going to be all good. No. I, we still have to have that inherent knowing that we're on the right path, that we're going the right direction mm -hmm. and that there is something. And it's just like, we are called, even like on the Camino, when, when there's days when you have five kilometers to walk and you still got to keep moving your feet, you got to keep moving your feet. Mm -hmm. You got to keep moving forward and knowing that, um, and just being in that mode of it's going to be okay, but we can get tried. And that's we where we find that within ourselves that we call on to do things that we never thought we could do. And you're certainly an inspiration for that. I know just watching you as I have been for several years. And uh, thank you for sharing that. And I love the analogy too of the Camino. And like you just said, you just have to keep going forward. There's still five more kilometers. My feet are screaming, but I have to keep going. That's just, that's what life is all about, really. And that's what, um, you know, it's good to keep that in mind when you're trying to attract anything into your life. Just even when you don't see it right away, doesn't mean uh, there isn't a lot going on behind the scenes that the universe is conspiring. And I thank you very much for sharing all of that with us and, re and reminding us about that because that's so important. There's that. And of course, we have to take action. You have to, you have to be doing that moving forward. You have to keep taking steps, even though you don't know that you don't know all of the steps and you might have a plan, but the universe course corrects you when it goes, Oh, mm -hmm. actually, no, that's not going to be helpful over there. You need to go over here, <laughs> but it's, you know, well, like exactly. you said, you got to listen. And I, yeah. I think that I, I so love that. It's kind of like spirit can see the bridges out over here and we're trying yep. to make you go over there, but you're determined to go to where the bridge is out. You're going to have to walk back to where we said you should go. That's exactly right. <laughs> it's so, so very, very true because we can be in our human stubbornness and that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. It's all oh. okay. Yeah. You're right. You got to, got to <laughs> listen, got to listen to that little voice, listen to that wisdom and uh, keep mm -hmm. moving forward. Well, I thank you so much for sharing your story and your wisdom and your beautiful energy and your love and your light. It's always such a pleasure to chat with you. And uh, you'll have to come back again because we have more stories like this to share, don't we? You, that is. <laughs> uh, you maybe, um, yeah, you'd be careful what you ask for at Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so delighted and I'm honored to be part of your broadcast because I, I've witnessed you in your own life. And if you say I'm inspiring, but you're inspiring to me. And I think that all the things that you do and oh, oh my gosh, the things that you're, you know, you're, 
so many talents that people, um, we can't, we don't even have enough room to talk about them all. But, uh, <laughs> Thank you. I'm inspired by you tremendously and I feel extremely honored to be having our conversations together. Thank you. That's a lovely thing to say. Well, that's very mutual as well. So, well, okay. We're going to scram for now and uh, we will be back together, won't we? Let's have another one of these. That'll be good. Good fun. Yes, let's do. Okay. All right. Take care. Thanks. And to you. Thanks for tuning in to Take Control and Manifest Your Dream Life. If you like the podcast, please make it a favorite or subscribe so you don't miss an episode. To connect with me or for information on private sessions, please check the links in the description. And remember, the more the merrier. Tell your friends about the podcast so they can enjoy some tips and insights to help make their dreams come true too.